It is more important now than ever for families to instill the values they want into their children and equip them to make better choices in life. Timeless Truths will inspire you to do just that. Thank you to my friend Daryl Rolark, the recording artist, composer, and producer of this music called Beautiful Soul. Welcome, everyone. This is Episode 7 of Timeless Truths, and I am your host, Dr. Christine Van Horn. Well, this is going back to school year time. That is exciting. So we're going to talk about school principles for parents. Because, you know, children going back to school, there can be some concerns with that. You know, I wish you could tell me what grades your children are going into so we could focus this discussion in that way. But I encourage you to go through this with me and apply this to the grades your children are entering. This can be a time of a lot of emotions for you parents. Your youngest child might be entering first grade. Or this is the first year your home will be empty of young voices during the day. And that can make you sad. It can give you a lot of emotions. If you are a grandparent, you may be feeling a lot of emotions too. And this will give you some insight as well. Whatever you are feeling, know that God has your best interest at heart and for that of the children in your life. This is what he says about us. And this is from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and to not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Those are encouraging words. They're so positive, but that's how God thinks about us and for the children in our lives. But I want to start with a story that is not so serious. I want to give you a picture of what it was like when I was in elementary school in the 1950s. This is what teachers had to deal with from unruly kids. Spitballs and chewing gum. Hmm, you might say, What's a spitball? Well, let me tell you what a spitball is and how uh, unruly children used it. A spitball was a little wad of paper that they put in their mouth and rolled it into a little ball and took a straw and put it in the straw and then blew through the straw. And this little spitball would go flying through the air and hit somebody on the back of their head. And the child would turn around. And that was a clue to the teacher. Something was up. And uh, the teacher would be looking, trying to find who did the spitball, and everybody would look totally innocent. That's what a spitball was. And chewing gum in school was really from the unruly children who did that. And then they'd quick try to stick it in their mouth or in the corner or swallow it or something. And back in the 1950s, these were serious problems. Oh, we should have problems like that today. And instead... You know, we have things like guns and violence and bullying, you know, and, and you know the rest. You get the picture of what's really going on in school. But I want to give you parents 10 school principles that can help you navigate the school year and be the best for your children. They need you. The world is, you know, so difficult at this moment in time. They really need you to be stable. Each of these is going to have a practical application and affirmation and a Bible verse to accompany it. So this sounds kind of more like a a teaching podcast, but there's some points I really wanted to be able to make for you. So just go ahead and listen. 
It is so important that you speak the word of God in your home, as I mentioned before. I want to encourage you to pray over your children as they leave for school each day. They need it. So please pray for your children as they go out. Principle one, teach your children to honor their teachers. It is similar to honoring their father and their mother, but honoring teachers is needed in the classroom. It keeps order. And your children, if they are obedient to the teacher, it makes life so much easier on the teacher and on their fellow students. If you teach this to them on the front end of their lives, you'll have a whole lot less trouble on the back end. So how can you apply this? Have a family discussion around how your children can honor their teachers. Listen to them. If they have concerns or they don't understand this concept, ensure they understand and know what to do. Tell them if their teachers ask them to do something that is not godly or something that seems alarming or wrong to them, to tell you immediately. You know, teachers might be forced to teach some things in the educational system that you don't want your children to be involved with, and it is not comfortable for them. So teach them to tell you right away. So here's an affirmation that you can give. I teach my children to honor the teachers in their lives. And you can have your children say, I honor the teachers in my school. Something simple like that. And here's a, a Bible verse to show this is biblical. You can turn this into a confession as, as well and, and apply the verse to your life and to that of your family. But this is out of 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 17. And it says, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. And the king is referring to someone in authority. And that's the teacher. Teacher is an authority over their lives. Here's another principle. Pray for school authorities. And that's the teacher, the principal at the school. All authority comes from God. And God works through lines of authority. So we need to pray for the school authorities, that's the teachers and the principals, to have the wisdom to walk out the responsibilities in a godly manner and to reject, you know, pressure or lack of godly understanding in their lives. So how can you apply this principle? Pray for your child's teacher and principal at their school. Pray with them. Teach them how to do that. You can pray for the American school system. And I have a sample prayer at the end of this lesson, and it'll also be in the show notes. It's a prayer that you can pray in general. You can pray over your child's school. You can pray from your car, pray with them as they leave for the day, pray in the spirit from home, but you can pray over your child's school. Pray over your children before they leave for the school day. Psalm 91 is a wonderful prayer to pray. Just pray the psalm over your children, and it's a great prayer of protection. You can fast and pray for your child's school. Here's an affirmation. My family prays for the principals and teachers at our children's schools. Something like that. Just turn that into something that you can personalize for your own family. And here's a Bible verse. This is out of the book of Romans, chapter 13, verse 1. For all authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So the teachers and the principals at the schools, they're in those lines of authority. They've been placed there by God. And if they're doing things or not acting in line with the authority that God has given them, pray for them. They're called to pray for them. 
and and that is the the best thing and and teach your children to be aware of what is being taught to them another principle much is required of you since you have been given much this might sound familiar to you in a couple of different ways and i will i will explain that to you in a little bit all you have to do is look at your children and you know that god has given you very much you know they're breathtaking look into their eyes and see your responsibilities They rely on you, and they cannot make it in this world without you. That's a lot on your shoulders. That's a lot of responsibility. We have a lot required of us because God has given us so much in our children. You will probably face challenges each day that you need to resolve for them. So how can you apply this? Seek to be the leader of your family and your home because God called you to be that. You're an authority. He placed you there. You have that role of authority as the parent, either the father or the mother. You are that authority in the home. Pray for God to give you wisdom to know how to fulfill that role. Those are some things that you can do. And here's some affirmations for you. I have much required of me since I am given much with my children. I am accountable to God for my family leadership. I respect the leadership and authority that God has given to me. And here is a Bible verse that you can turn into a confession. And this is out of the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 48. For everyone to whom much is given, from him much will be required. And if this sounds familiar to you for something else, President John F. Kennedy used this verse in a speech, and he said, For of those to whom much is given, much is required. He was referring to our responsibilities for our country, but it applies just the same. Everyone who has been given much, and we have, especially with our children, a lot is required of us. And what is required of us is to be that authority, to be that parent, to be that father and mother in their lives, and to raise them like they need to be raised. Seek wisdom. Life can be very challenging for parents these days, more than in the past. You can't do it alone. Sure, having a spouse help you or friends that have children is really great, but you need God. You need his wisdom. So how can you apply this? Ask God for wisdom, and he'll give it to you. He will speak to you through that still, small voice or through his word. But seek wisdom. Pray for it, too. This is an affirmation you can say, I seek God's wisdom for me to lead my family. And the Bible verse for that, you can turn it into confession as well. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. And that's out of James 1, 5. Book of James, chapter 1, verse 5. Here is another principle. This is um, maybe one you're not as familiar with. Only have things in your home that honor God. This was so important in my life. I didn't realize it until about 25 years ago, and I learned this at a Joyce Meyer conference. Do you know who she is? She's got a program called Enjoying Everyday Life, and she's a Bible teacher who just teaches practical things. And what she said is, don't leave any 
open doors in your home for the enemy to come in and, and do things to destroy things in your family or your relationship. Don't let him get a foothold in your home. And some ways that you can do it are just making sure that everything in your home honors God. You know, that can be objects in your home. Make sure that nothing is on TV that is ungodly. You know, can you can you put on something on TV and have Jesus sit next to you? If you can't, it doesn't need to be on. In the Old Testament days, there were severe punishments or death for some things that were called detestable. They were either objects or practices. And the book of Deuteronomy in the Old Testament contains several chapters dedicated to explaining what these detestable things were. But Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 26 states, Do not bring a detestable thing into your house, or you, like it, will be set apart for destruction. Utterly abhor and detest it, for it is set apart for destruction. These are really strong words from God. He was serious about this, and he still is. Deuteronomy chapter 8 lists a, a whole series of detestable things. Here's a simple way that you can do this. Evaluate your home. Everything in it, make sure that, you know, if you were to walk around, is everything in there pleasing to God? Walk around your home as if God were by your side. You can do this with your children to look at things in their rooms too. Ask God to show you things that are not pleasing to him or if you have anything that is, you know, detestable to him. I want to give you a story. Many years ago, after we learned this, my husband and I did a search of our home for anything we might find that was not pleasing to God. And we did not realize that we had any of these things. We were innocent, just like you are probably as well. But we we corrected this immediately and threw these things away. These are some of the things that we found in our home. This might give you an idea of what to look for. Book covers for science fiction books. If they don't look godly, They shouldn't be there. Symbols, whether it's on jewelry or decorations, there's some things that look like a cross, but they are not. Uh, That that is not okay. Dream catchers, pagan symbols, these are things that should not be in your home. There's games that you might have that are ungodly, including video games. We really had to look closely at any games that we had and, and evaluate it. Clothing, you know, there might be a symbol on a shirt that's not pleasing to God. I had a flower pot with a symbol on it that was not pleasing to God. You know, we were not trying to dishonor God, but there were things in our home that we took an evaluation over and realized these are not pleasing to God when we found these things and we got rid of them. You know, ask God to show you and then ask God for forgiveness for having those things in your home and, and just make sure that they're not there. Go through your children's rooms that way as well. Here's an affirmation. I only allow things in my home that honor God. And here's a Bible verse, Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 26. Do not bring a detestable thing into your house or you, like it, will be set apart for destruction. Utterly abhor, that means hate, and detest it, for it is set apart for destruction. Really, just I want to encourage you, you know, just walk through your home with a different lens. You know, could could Jesus be walking right by your side and see something? Would he be okay with it? Things you turn on TV, 
and watch, would they be things that, that the Lord's okay with? Ask yourself some of those questions. Another is to speak the word of God. Another important principle. As the spiritual leader in your home, it's up to you to speak the word of God over your family and your home. You know, I have prayed over every room in my home. And before I leave it, I pray over my home. You need to do the same. So how can you apply this? Take an open book test, thinking of things in the school line. Follow the word of God for decisions in your life. Just really, you know, that should be the decision maker. Is it in line with the word of God? And speak it. Pray together. Confess scriptures together as a family with you parents being the ones that set the tone. An affirmation is, I speak the word of God. A Bible verse, this is out of the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 8. And it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. And that was God speaking to Joshua before he led the Israelites into the promised land. And here is another principle. You will be recognized by your fruit. And last time I talked about the fruit of the Spirit, but that is how people are going to view you. Are you a Christian? The fruit of the Spirit is in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23, and it says, But the fruit of the Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Your actions show your good character. And if you have the fruit of the Spirit, people will know the Holy Spirit lives within you. You can apply this by working with your family to cultivate the fruit of the Spirit. Pick one. Is there one that you need to work on as a family? Could it be self-control? Could it be peace? What, whatever it is, focus on that with your family. And then use self-control to watch the words that come out of your mouth. So an affirmation is, I am recognized by my fruit. Here's another principle. Teach your children to be on God's honor roll. Well, we know what an honor roll is for school when our children have done remarkably well in their academics and they get on the honor roll. But they can also be on God's honor roll. We often overlook the fact that that could occur. So what does it really mean? It means God honors them for their desire to follow his guidance. God can make things happen that man cannot do. He can open doors that no man can close. He can bring honor into their lives in such a way that, you know, it seems like it would have been impossible. So how do you apply this? Help your children to make the right choices during times like study hall, lunchtime, recess, after school, and free time. Just show your children how to follow the word of God and be that example because they will follow you. And once they do things God's way, they will be on God's honor roll. An affirmation is, I teach my children to be on God's honor roll by following his guidance. In a Bible verse, this is out of the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 8. He said, I know your deeds. I have placed before you an open door that no man can shut. God knows our deeds. He knows. And he knows when they are on 
his honor roll by doing the right thing. Another principle is speak to and about your children in a manner pleasing to God. How you speak to and about your children really matters. Even if they don't hear it, God does. Watch your tongue. God's going to hold you accountable for things that you say. So how do you apply this? Speak words of life over your children. If you inadvertently say something to your children, go to them and have a discussion. You can ask for forgiveness if needed. It also teaches them that it's okay that if they say or do something wrong, they, they can ask for forgiveness. It teaches them to be able to do that. And just speak only life into and over your children. And that includes how you talk to other people about your children as well. So an affirmation is, I speak to and about my children in a manner pleasing to God. In a Bible verse, this is out of the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 4. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. And one final principle, give and forgive. We really need to teach this in our homes, teach them to give and to forgive. So how do you apply this? Practice giving and forgiving as a family. Look for opportunities to do this. Look for situations that might arise and you can coach them to to give or to do something nice for their, their siblings or how to forgive someone for doing something. So an affirmation you can say is I'm a giver and forgiver. And here's a couple of Bible verses. This is first one is out of the book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 38. And this is forgiving. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, and it will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you give, it will be measured back to you. And what this is saying is give, and it just happens that it comes back to you. In abundance, in abundance. But the giving and the giving from your heart is the first thing to do. Very much important. And here's one on forgiveness. And this is out of the the prayer we often refer to as the Our Father. So this is book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 15. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And that's Jesus saying this. He was teaching his apostles how to pray. And what he says here is forgive men their trespasses. And then your Father, our Father God, is going to forgive yours. Notice what's here? We need to forgive first so that our Father God can forgive us. So uh, here's another translation of it that I like. This puts it in a little more simple terms. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. That's serious. That is very serious. Teach your children to forgive and to forgive quickly. And I'll talk more about forgiveness at another time. But if you want more information on some of these things, you can order my book called God in Schools. And I'll have the uh, the link on it's on my website or my book is available from Amazon. But some of these principles I go into in greater detail there. So if something in here speaks to you, go to my website and order the book, God in Schools, and you'll find uh, that additional information in there. 
And I want to close with a prayer for the American school system. And I am putting this also in the, the uh, episode notes. But this is, in general, a prayer for the American school system. It's also in my book. Dear Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. We thank you for all that you have done to bless this great nation of ours. We thank you for allowing the foundations of this country to be based on godly principles. We thank you for all of the children you have placed in our lives. We ask your blessing upon each and every one of us to enable us to teach them according to your word. We ask wisdom so that we understand your desires for their lives and for the ability to teach them according to your will. We ask for your guidance so that we can correct the problems that the American school system faces today. The issues are grave, and we know that they represent Satan's attack against our young people. We ask your divine protection around them and that you send your ministering angels to protect them. Father, we thank you for giving us the ability to care for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to all of this today. This was a little bit more of a teaching podcast, I think, but it's important for you to understand some of these principles as you face this new school year. I hope your children get through their year happy, learning new things, very excited for the transformations in their lives, and and I hope you do well as their parents, guiding them through the coursework and all of the things that they face this year. I wish you great blessings upon you and your children. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Timeless Truths podcast with me, Dr. Christine Van Horn. I hope that you have been inspired and have found this discussion helpful in guiding your family. Please check out my website at drchris.co for additional resources or contact me at chris at drchris.co. See you next week.